pass deflected by Butler, tries to save it, and it finds its way to Robinson. Down to Butler, and Butler throws it down. It's back to a one-point game. Great defensive play and hustle from Jimmy Butler. Dragic now, five to shoot. Lost it momentarily. Pulls back. Dragic, a three-pointer. Bang! Goran Dragic from downtown. And the Heat lead by five. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday morning. We've got all your incredible playoff action from Thursday night in the NBA. I'm Zach Harper. That's Trevon Edwards. That's Dave DeFore. That's Andrew Schlecht. Reminder, don't miss... The best deal on the internet. You know those Instagram ads you see where it's like, buy this jacket that no one's ever heard of and we'll never hear of again, and it's like only like $90? This is so much better than that. It's $1 a month for The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash daily ding. You receive all access subscriptions to The Athletic for $1 a month. You're in the playoffs. We have the best NBA coverage. We got the best football coverage, the best baseball coverage, best hockey coverage, best football coverage, soccer, all that stuff. A dollar a month. Theathletic.com slash Daily Ding. The heat is on, boys. Heat 106, Celtics 101. Miami leads the Eastern Conference Finals 2-0 behind just a ridiculous comeback, a ridiculous effort. Jimmy Butler said after the game that, you know, they don't really feel alive until they're down double digits, and then that's when they start playing. Probably not a great strategy, especially if they end up facing the Denver Nuggets in the in the next round for the NBA Finals. But, Trey, like, this was... Something where Bam took over in the third quarter. Goron was amazing in the second half. Jimmy Butler took over in the last five minutes defensively and got some buckets. Uh, the Heat are 10-1 and one in the playoffs so far, and that one loss is that you know three-point overtime defeat to the, to the Milwaukee Bucks. Trey, the Heat are just amazing right now. Like The, Heat the comeback like boys are for real. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever Woo! would have said that ever in my life. The but, culture, uh, Trey. You did the tell culture. me. You did tell me about the Heat culture, man. But, um, dude, man, Drogic, man, Dunk, Jimmy, Bam. You can go down the line. Even Jay Crowder, whoever you need yeah. to you know, call upon. Even Tyler Arrow. It doesn't matter. These guys are stepping up to the plate. Even when they kind of, you know, kind of cooled down, they found and dig through it and, and, and found ways to be better, you know, in those situations. I'm sure in the foxhole, Jimmy's getting after those guys and saying, I need another notch, pick me up. And he was making some damn good deflections down the end, down the line too. But that, um, man, that that top two, uh, two, three zone, bro, it was giving problems for the, for the Celtics. Yeah, something. So John Schumann on NBA.com, Dave, had something that was pretty good um, about how the Celtics handled that zone in game one. It actually wasn't too bad. I think he said uh, it was like 16 points on 14 possessions, something like that. It could not have been that tonight. They struggled with that zone. Yeah, and you know what's funny is, I, and I mentioned this before the game over in the briefs on the athletic app, that. The way Miami is zoning up, they're actually zoning out really, really high. They're they're clearly trying to affect Kemba and Jason Tatum in particular up high, catch them early in the zone, and force them to get rid of the ball. So I expected Boston to come out trying to take advantage of it. We saw that early with those really good canter minutes. He was running the floor hard. He actually got a post up on Duncan Robinson, which you know that's a, that's a bucket right there. Like it's very easy for them. And then they went away from that. Because Cantor, you can't keep him on the court defensively. Like, you know, Bam can just, you know, run around him pretty much. And so that's kind of unsustainable. The the zone tonight really threw him off just because they couldn't play Cantor, who's really their only back-to-the-basket guy. So 
I just think that it's more about how they couldn't defend with the guy that could affect the offense for them. And that's going to be an issue against Miami. You have to have two-way players because that's what they're bringing out there. So, Schlecht, I want to ask you this uh, because we've got two competing quotes here that I I can't figure out which one I like more right now. Uh, One is from a a couple weeks ago, uh, maybe a week or two ago, that Sam Amick got from Jimmy Butler, which I know is Jade Hoy's favorite quote, where he said, I'm so fucking locked in right now and I will do anything (laughs) it takes to win, man. And (laughs) he finds a way to put that into the rundown of point of contention every week on the Athletic NBA show. And the other one is coming from Gary Washburn tonight who tweeted, Marcus Smart is screaming in the Celtics locker room, and there's a bunch of arguing going on. Smart comes out and says, quote, y'all on that bullshit. Team is imploding. Smart is in the bathroom. They're still screaming coming from the locker room. So, Schlecht, which is the better quote right now? Oh, it's got to be Jimmy. I mean, just that with the big plays that that they had tonight, just unbelievable. I mean, that, that clearly the highlight is that deflection, and then he runs out of bounds and gets it back and dunks it. I mean, it was just, I mean, that was like the, if you were to like embody a play as the Miami Heat, like that was it. That was, um, that, when, when he, so he goes to get that, and first I was like, oh, he's out of bounds, and then the replay showed he's not out of bounds, but as he threw it behind his back, I was like, oh, it's going right to the motherfucker, he got that through. <laughs> That was my exact like thought, and I'm just talking to myself out loud in my apartment. Like, I guess I'm talking. I could be talking to my dog. I don't know if that makes it any better, but like Trey, like I was just like, there, like everything went right for Jimmy down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, man, I, I was hoping it's like chose y'all on that bullshit though because that's okay well let's get into that then Dre let's get into y'all <laughs> just, on that bullshit I mean, because that it's, is not it's what one you way. Hear. Marcus Smart is pretty passionate. He's the heart and soul of. The Celtics in the locker room does it all, wins all the 50-50 balls, even stepped up on the offensive end, um, and really, really, really wants this series. Obviously, there's some bad blood between him and Jimmy Butler that hasn't really kind of spilt over in this series, but he does not want to lose to them. And I don't think that his team is bullshitting. It's that Spo is just fucking coaching his ass off. And when you just think about the adjustments that he's made, whether it's throwing in the zone, whether it's putting the right guys on the floor, you know, the Celtics have to outscore the Heat in the second half in order to just even just be in the ball game. And at this point, man, they, they're really struggling to do that. And, I mean, Jalen Brown hit some big shots towards the end, but, like, just costly turnovers and just not wanting it, you know? I mean, Jimmy being able to deflect and guys getting, you know, fast break points and, and, and getting those, you know, just buckets, like, tragic making shots. Like, you can just go down the line as just guys making shots that normally – they can't afford to, you know, have those looks give be given away. So um, as long as they continue to want it more, they're going to be the victor of this series. Dave, um, 20 turnovers for the Celtics tonight. I was just about to say, we got to talk about those that. Turnovers like they are on the on that bullshit because that I mean, that's not a Kemba Walker led team statistic. He's always had low turnovers, uh, you know, low turnover rates for his teams. That's not a Brad Stevens thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't like look. I, some of it was the Heat making plays, but I just thought the Celtics were sloppy. Well, that's for sure. It's it's a double edged sword here. It, you know, you talked about the zone and their ineffectiveness against the zone, where they were trying to make plays against the zone by making passes. But Miami is really selling out in these passing lanes. And it's, it could be dangerous if Boston would make them pay for it, but they're not. Boston's not not throwing a ball fake, not an eye fake, not a look away. They're not doing anything to try to fool these guys when they're jumping the passing lanes. This is why Jimmy Butler had so many deflections tonight. I mean, you know, he barely scored. 
He scored 14 points, six of those from the free throw line. But he affected every single part of this game except for the box score. I mean, he touched so many passes defensively, and all of them did. You know, Bam does a good job of doing that. Even even Duncan Robinson, who is considered a weak link in their defense, was jumping passing lanes. And Boston did an awful job of making him pay for it. Again, super sloppy. Throwing the ball away, and then... The way, like they were doing it up high again. That zone is—they're meeting them very early, and that they just turn into fast break points. So, all right, what do we do with with this Marcus Smart thing? Um, is this just frustration? Is this something that you worry will lead over into into Game Three if they start teetering a little bit? I know, you know, Trey said Marcus is a very uh, emotional guy. Very, he's a spark plug for them. Obviously, he's kind of their their vocal, you know, compass at, at times. Um, and it's not like he's a guy that rips this team apart by by any means, but there's obviously some frustration here with the sloppiness, with giving up that big lead, with now being down 0-2 in the series. Gordon Hayward's going to come back, maybe game three or game four, whenever that's going to be. But now that's like you know now you're trying to work someone into the rotation and a pretty significant piece, um, you know, in in the middle of a conference finals that can be a booster, that can be a distraction. So like you know, Schlecht, what do you think? What do you think that whole dynamic for the Celtics is? I mean, they got to lean on Tatum, right? Yeah. I mean, it's got to go to him. He got 12 shots tonight. And a lot of that, credit to Miami, but 12 shots. Like, you can't, if you were just wondering where are they going to go to, like, it's got to be Tatum. And then I I really think that Hayward's going to help. Because if you look at their bench, I mean, who are you relying on off that bench? It's not Shemi Ojale. Shemi Ojale coming into the game in the first quarter, right? Like, that tells you all you need to know about the bench. Romeo Langford coming in. Hey, what what was that? Romeo Langford, plus two. You know, yeah, maybe play him a little bit more, Brad. <laughs> but it's just got to be Tatum, right? Yeah. I mean, this is his this is his time. I mean, you can't you can't look at anybody else on that team. I mean, I guess you can look at Kimba, but Kimba, like Kimba's had his moments, and he certainly had his moments tonight. But down the stretch, I mean, it's it's just got to be Jason Tatum. Yeah, Kemba was a lot better in this game. Um, you know, obviously they're still hunting him out on on defense and and I there's just nothing I don't think there's anything the Celtics can do about that Dave like they like oh, they're going they're going to go after him there's not like you can try to minimize it but um but if he's you know if he's giving you 20 plus points he's shooting well from from deep he shot much better in this one I guess well not not after the first quarter but he did shoot right. much better from for at least the start of this one um you know that can be a spark at least for them offensively to kind of even that out Yeah and they need him to to provide this kind of offense and, and- Truthfully, probably more than this to make up for the the defensive issues. Uh, but if their backline help is doing its job, Kemba's not a problem. Remember, this is the fourth ranked defense during the regular season, and they did that with Kemba Walker. So uh, you know they can defend. They're just not doing a good job of it. And credit to Miami, they are capitalizing on every single mistake. So I, I just. You know, we could sit and blame Kemba for the defensive woes. Um, clearly, he he needs to be consistent offensively, and, and you want to see him protect the ball a little better than he did tonight. Um, but they don't have any other option. They can't they can't put him on the bench and play Hayward because Hayward's not available yet. And, right. Which I think is going to be we're going to see that as probably their closing lineup if if Hayward gets back. Wow, um, Dre, you mentioned Spo. Coaching his fucking ass off right now. It's funny because, like, look, we we have a we have eight points. You know, the the Heat are plus eight in this in these first two games, right? It's not like they're blowing out the the Celtics by any means, but going up two zero, winning the way they did tonight. You know, the emotional winning game one. 
it does feel like it for whatever reason trait like it feels more lopsided than it actually is but these are two nail biter games yeah absolutely i think it's just a mutual respect that we have for these teams you know what i mean like we know that they both are capable of doing something good but obviously you don't want to disrespect the one team out of the other and say like oh this is lopsided or that they're going to sweep them but Man, when you watch the game and you consume the entire game, you can tell which team wants it a little bit more. And if Boston, like, this was Boston's game to win. When they be up, up 15, they should have closed the door. They left the door cracked, and that's all That's all Miami needed. You know, I'm sure whatever Jimmy said to those dudes and whatever Coach Spo made for the adjustments to get the right guys out there, that's all it took. That's all it took. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, like, like, like Jimmy said early on when he first joined them, it's just like it's just different. The heat mentality, how guys buy in, nobody's better than other. And it's the next man up mentality. And I the culture, again man. I, I I can't personally say that I've been on the team on, on the Heat's bandwagon or just been rooting for them. Obviously I was you know, I had the Bucks beating them and they they proved that they belong. It's the same way as the Nuggets, though. They have a grittiness. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like as much as they've been disrespected or the teams that are supposed to win aren't really doing the job it's the teams that we need to be given the respect to that are that are that are putting the work in in between those lines we talked about that culture thing uh, on nerder today because you know specifically when you look at the clippers and their lack of chemistry and part of it is they you know they tried to rebuild on the fly essentially with two stars and what jimmy did in miami i think is special because they had their established culture and he fits into that culture he just happens to also be a superstar and that's why it's able to work so fast. It's kind of why Kawhi worked in Toronto so fast, why KD mm-hmm. worked in Golden State. And so similar blueprint, but obviously different mindset as far as the organization goes. And, I mean, they're all as crazy as Jimmy. Hi, I'm Tass Mellis from No Dunks on the Athletic. As the great philosopher Brian of the Backstreet Boys once said, Everybody, yeah, hydrate your body. Yeah, everybody, hydrate your body right. Hydration's back, all right. We all know we have to stay hydrated. I've used an app, a big water bottle, post-it notes, and proper hydration is extremely important right now. It can really help your immune system. Believe it or not, dehydration occurs daily in three out of four people. With Liquid IV, you have the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Each serving helps you get as much hydration as two to three bottles of water. I like using Liquid IV when I hit that afternoon lull. Instead of grabbing a coffee, I grab one stick of the lemon-lime, put it in my water, and I get the energy boost I need without dehydrating my body and getting dry mouth. It's win-win because it contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. Oh, my mate Lily would love it. It's healthier than sugary sports drinks with no artificial flavors or preservatives and less sugar than an apple. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and Target. Or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code ATHLETIC at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code ATHLETIC at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code ATHLETIC. 
I mean, you look at the stats, just the stats alone. I mean, the, the Celtics shot 50% from the field tonight. The Heat, 44. I mean, the difference was playing together and grittiness because the Heat had them turn the ball, the Celtics turn the ball over so many times. And that really, that's the difference in the game, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at well, everything. I mean, they lost the rebounding battle. They lost the the uh, the shot battle from three and from the field. And it's just it's just those live ball turnovers. It's points off of turnovers. And it's just their ability to find open shots for the Heat that really got them this win. Yeah, Miami wound up with, uh, doing the math real quick, 13 extra shooting possessions if you yeah. include free throws in there. And, I mean, you know, five-point game, there's a big difference. Yeah, I mean, the the fir- first half uh, shooting percentage for the Celtics, 58%. Second half, 38%. Like, there you go. Fell apart. Right? Fell apart. Fell you know, apart. Well, and it was that, thir- when- man, that third quarter, like, Spo went to pick and roll, and the mm-hmm. Celtics just, like, I don't, I've never seen a good defense handle a pick and roll so poorly. It, it's really odd, honestly, the way that they were defending in the third in Bam particular. Bam had five dunks in that quarter. I, Bam had <laughs> five a, dunks. A, an offensive rebound <laughs> in the like fourth. It's a goddamn drill in practice. Like, Yeah. He had an offensive rebound in the fourth with four Celtics standing right. Like He literally just waltzed right through them, none of them going up for the ball or putting a body on, on Bam. I have no idea. This Tice matchup is a wash here. That's that's what I've heard. Um, man, look, I don't know who it was. I would love to know who it was. I would love to know the anonymous scout that told Josh Robbins, and this is no fault of Josh. Josh got the intel. He got the right, and he's like, "This is what scouts are saying." And a scout, an anonymous scout, said that the Tice Bam out of bio matchup is a wash. <laughs> Daniel Tice is a very good role player, but you are out. Of your fucking mind, <laughs> if you think at any point they're a wash, and again, not a knock on Tice, very good role player. Bam is like a franchise big man. Like, what are we doing? It's, like, am I gonna insane. am I am I gonna go there and say like in the in the Nuggets series, like, well, you know, like Jokic and, and Javale, right? Well, all right, Javale's harsh. <laughs> yeah. Jokic and Dwight Howard, yeah, that's still not a wash, wash in this series, right? No. Bam Bam had 15 points in the third quarter alone. Washing himself in champagne in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I don't know, man. Those nuggets are pretty tough. Actually, I, you know what? I low-key want a Nuggets Heat series now. I, I really honestly, do. It, no. it would probably be one of the more entertaining final series that we've, we've that ever gotten. eight people would watch. <laughs> Because Trey, that would Trey, that is look. I don't believe the NBA is going to fix anything. I don't believe that happens. I nah, I don't believe people, in the whole. Listen, we got to no. get that whole fix stuff out. A no, lot of, it's a lot all of Tim Donahue's fault. It's Tim Donahue's fault because he's a li- a compulsive liar and a criminal, and he decided Jeez. to like do illegal stuff. And now all of a sudden, this is an NBA thing. Yes, it happened under their watch. They have to suffer for it. But we got to stop saying this. This shit's fixed. The lottery. That I believe is fixed, Trey. But the games I don't believe is fixed. Yeah, I'm not even going to go there. But I'm just saying, you know, I have no expectations. I'm not going to count any teams out any longer. If you deserve to be there, you deserve to be there. Also, shouts to the WNBA, you know, announcing their awards. They didn't get a chance to get any love on the big stage. So the athletic can do that. Um, but 
back to what you're talking about, if the Nuggets make it, great. You know, I know you want to just stir up some controversy and get the Laker Nation heated and and cursing no. us out tomorrow. Are you those underdog but, Lakers? I never. I would never. The never we do believe that to Lakers, Lakers. I know. The we believe Lakers. No, I'm but not gonna do that. I mean, I'm selfishly rooting for you know Lakers Heat Finals, but I'm not mad if you know the emergence of Jamal Murray. How weird this week? How weird this year been? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I won't be surprised with anything right now, dude. Okay, so Can you imagine though, like you get you have the chance at Lakers Celtics, but you get Heat Nuggets. Just unbelievable. They they will guarantee that they will not have a bubble next year if this happens. They were like, no, nope, oh, yeah. just wait no for way. fans. We're waiting for right. travel. <laughs> it's entertaining basketball as it's gonna be. We what if not they, what if that. they actually what if it was Denver, Miami and the ratings were just incredible? You know, like what if it really def- defied convention and just everyone except for L.A. and I don't know what other city matters in basketball, but really L.A., but everyone but L.A. tunes in because it's something different. Yeah, I mean, look, I wouldn't hate that. I would. I mean, I want, this, I want the finals to be watched no matter what. No matter what the sure. matchup is, I want the yeah. finals to be watched. But also, let's not get ahead of ourselves because the Bucks were up 2-0 in the conference finals last year, right? They go into a, a double overtime game three. They lose, and not, next thing you know, you know we're wondering where Giannis is going. So, how do the I guess how do the Heat keep carrying this momentum? Because they, again, these are two very close games. These are essentially one possession games. I know the, I, the this tonight was by five, but essentially one possession games. Yeah, they're close. It's it's not like they got the doors beat off of them. Yeah, it just looks bad because they blew the big lead. Right, similar to the Clippers. Uh, with that being said, though, it feels also similar to Nuggets Clippers where it feels like Miami has them figured out. Mm. And you know, this Marcus Smart blow up in the locker room could wind up being a great thing for Boston because I thought that they were extremely passive in the second half, in particular defensively. You talked, you mentioned Bam getting five dunks. I'm sorry, but that just shouldn't happen in a playoff game, much less a playoff quarter. Right. Yeah. So they, I think they've got to come out. Boston has to come out ready to punch Miami in the mouth in Game 3. And Miami, we know they can take a punch, but I wonder if they can just put their foot on the gas early and maybe even wrap this up sooner than, than five minutes ago in the fourth. You know, can, can they show us that they could actually just win the game and just, just win it the whole time? The best possible thing about the scheduling of this whole thing is that this thing cannot be wrapped up by Sunday when we record Basketbuds. That's by far the best. <laughs> I, look, I'm 30 I'm, seconds into his podcast. Anything is potable. Jay King says to me, I think Miami just sucks. Wow. <laughs> wow. I got to get that drop for. Yeah. For and I happen to produce that show. I can I can uh, I can oh, put that in here. What a what a what a treat that'll be. Recording. Jay said something interesting to me, and I believe the direct quote was. I think the Heat suck. And so, Jay, <laughs> good lord. I'm supposed to be the uh, objective, non objective one, the partisan Celtics fan. Uh, please explain yourself. It's, first of all, my next line was the Heat don't actually suck. But it's true. He did say this. <laughs> I don't think they're as good as people think they are right now. I think the Bucks series was the perfect matchup for them. 
I don't think the Celtics are at all a perfect matchup for them. I think the Celtics will be more equipped to handle the three-point shooters. I think their defensive efficiencies will matter a lot more when Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and Goran Dragic are not guarding Dante DiVincenzo and shit. <laughs> Jay King is very lucky. I, we're going to have to do a, a special episode I'm, of Buds. I'm, I'm legitimately <laughs> worried at how obnoxious I will be. I don't even think I can control it. If the Heat win this, especially if like the Heat sweep or win in five or whatever, right? Or just control it, control the series, and they're up 2 0, so they're, you know, they're halfway there. But if that happened, I would be, I may have to ban myself from the pod. <laughs> well, what do we need to see from the Celtics? Like, what, what do we need to see in, in game I, well, three? Well, I think you hit it like right on the head. I'm, uh, Trey, I'm curious what you think. Like, I, you know, sure, Tatum went to the line 11 times, but he only took 12 shots. Like, Tatum's got it. Tatum's got to get up 20, 25 shots. He does, but he also has to make them. That's the thing. Like, you just, right, yeah. just can't just be like, all right, just gun just because you're, you're yeah. quote unquote the first, op- first option. And it's not that. Like, Kimba stepped up for them. You know, he had been struggling in the series and he picked it up, but it needs to be consistent straight down the line. Like, you know, and they have to make adjustments and, and hopefully, you know, the next game they'll, they'll, they'll be able to do that, you know, with, with uh, Coach Stevens being able to make those adjustments or, or, or in- introducing a zone buster or something. I don't know what they can possibly do with that, yeah. but. Like you said, you can't give up on the other end. You can't go bucket for bucket with this team, you know? And, like, they actually were making shots. And then once you cool down, you know, you still have to get stops as well, you know? And it, and it got to that point where it was very close. And then when you make 20 turnovers is way too much. That's, Man, like, that's too crazy. high. Yeah. And I'm sure they're kicking themselves about it, you know, whether the Marcus Smart stuff is true or not. You know what I mean? Like, he got in them, and it's, a it, you know, it's, it's family, in-house stuff. And hopefully they respond to him a little bit well. I I don't think this team will lay down, and I think they will get a win. I don't think they'll get swept. Yeah, no, I, I mean, they're, they're too good to get swept, right? Right. Yeah, I, I, they could still win this series. Right? I, it feels Absolutely. like they've got sure. they've been solved by, by Spolster and the Heat. But Brad Stevens is a pretty good coach. They clearly have a lot of talent. So I, I don't think it's over. I'm with you, Zach. I, I think that remembering back to just one year ago where it felt like the Bucks had a finals berth wrapped up and we were all kind of a little premature feeling that. So clearly Boston, they're at least neck and neck from, from a talent and uh, ability standpoint. And if you're Boston looking at, at your stat sheet after this, you have to feel pretty good about a lot of stuff you did. You shot the ball pretty well. You moved the ball really well. You, you know, you're, you rebounded well. You just didn't protect the ball, and that's the difference in the game. Giving up 26 points off turnovers lost you the game. They, you know, they comfortably win this game if they don't you know if they have half as many turnovers right so yeah that's true and I think I think I don't want to I don't want to sound like it was lucky or whatever but they're kind of lucky that Jalen Brown went off in the fourth right because they because it could it could have actually looked a lot uglier down the stretch but Jalen Brown kind of he had that big offensive rebound where he just mm-hmm. Tyler Hero just bounced like eight feet off of him in yeah. the air Tyler, mm-hmm. Tyler Hero could not hang with them physically and then he hit a couple of threes and um and missed that corner I actually thought that corner three was going down um, but that like, I I believe what you're saying is true, Dave. But I also kind of think like you know if Jalen Brown doesn't go off in that flurry there, then maybe it looks uglier. And maybe maybe they feel even worse about it. I don't. know. I mean, but he was he was kind of bad early, so yeah, he, he just regressed to the out. mean. Yeah, yeah. I I think that you know, again, Boston played a fine game except for the turnovers, and that that really you know not that you can key in on just one thing, but that is what killed him in this game. Miami just has out hustled them 
all all the the steals, all the turnovers they're creating. You know, they're altering shots. They're getting big rebounds when they need them. I mean, they had eleven offensive rebounds in this game. Yeah, yeah, that, that's massive. All these second chances, not only second chances, but then the turnovers, right? So you're giving them extra possessions. And Miami, uh, if you're giving them the ball on offense like that, they can do. They can score. Uh, they've had issues defending at points this year. Um, you can't t- exploit Goran Dragic on the floor if you don't have the basketball in your hands. And so you're just giving them more and more opportunities. And now that you know Goran is a top five player in the NBA, apparently, <laughs> right? You, you just yeah. you know that twenty five points. Tice was ridiculous. oh my god! How did he make that? That when he hit that, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna win this game. He turned into Steph Curry. That was ridiculous. Yeah, so I, I think that you know your your principles are sound. It's just you got to tighten up your execution, and Boston knows that. I think they they'll likely take Game Three. I wouldn't even be shocked if they if they take Game Three and Four, and we wind up with a real series. Yeah, you know, going to seven. Yeah, this is a really good team. This, this <laughs> it's could the, this it's is the opposite of how Jay King views the Miami Heat. Right. This might wind up being a classic playoff series because they're so close. I mean, again, these two games. It's nobody was running away with anything uh, at, at really any point because even when the Celtics were up seventeen, you knew it just would take a couple of Miami offensive possessions that were solid for them to get right back into it. And, and so I I do think Boston probably isn't going to change a ton. I, I think that they're going to probably limit those canter minutes and try to pick their spots when Bam's not on the court and see if they can take advantage of that high zone when they've got a smaller guy who's less of a threat. But uh, I'm curious to see what he does, what Brad Stevens is able to do about his team's effort, in particular on the glass, because that's not going to get it done. Um, Bam's been the best player in the series, right? He's been awesome. I think Jimmy Butler still has been. Yeah, that's probably fair. I, he was just so bad offensively until the last five he's minutes. Just, but he's just doing everything, man. Like, if he's not – if he's not – deflecting a pass he's rotating to help and forcing the ball out of somebody's hands you can watch him for the whole game and it'll just look like he's writing a book like he's the star of this you know it's like a a jimmy butler commercial here's all the stuff jimmy butler's amazing at you're not going to see him shoot a lot because he doesn't want to do that but you're going to see all the other things really like a a highlight reel for jimmy butler these duncan robinson stat lines are amazing all of his shots were threes, six to twelve. Oh, points. have you ever seen a clip where he's done anything else? No, that's true. I, I was, I was actually say, so like, on that, what are we doing on that play, here? On that play where, well, he might get a layup every once in a while, right? Like you get a, you get something inside every once in a while. But he, on that play where Jimmy saved it from going out of bounds and it went right to him, and he had basically like a three on one, maybe it was three on two at that point, and then it became a four on whatever when Jimmy got back and onto the court. But I legitimately thought, oh, he's pulling right here. And then when he passed it to Jimmy, I was like, it's, a, it's the right play. But it was a little disappointing to me. I really wanted him to take that shot. <laughs> we need more We need more just irrational. Because he had that moment where um, he had that Clay Thompson three, basically. Where he caught the ball mm-hmm. at his chin and just let it fly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, that's no, a, that no is dip a whatsoever. ridiculous shot. I don't know if people he's, realize like how hard that is to shoot from that position to not – bring the ball down and come back up with it to just like that is literally just a flick of the wrist on the move too yeah. right like it wasn't like he was just standing still i mean he was moving toward the corner when he did that yeah he so. was going to his left a little yeah. bit yeah that guy yeah. that guy is a pretty amazing shooter i mean yeah. it, i mean you've been saying it, of, you've been saying it all year like he's 
maybe the best. I think he's one of the yeah. best three or four shooters in the league. Yeah. Like, let's see what Clay looks like when he comes back. But for right now, my money would be on Duncan Robinson being a better shooter next year than Clay. Hmm? Oof, that's, oh, ACL's man. tricky. <laughs> ACL, oh, ACL, oh, man. I don't know, <laughs> No, ACL, ACL's tricky for shooters. It's true. I ain't, true. I ain't buying the, that the one. Stat, oh, but you haven't heard exist. the propaganda that Clay's shot looks better than it did before? Oh, I don't know how <laughs> that's... His dad tweeted uh, okay. that or something. I can't remember where his dad said it. His dad said it somewhere, though. Michael Jeez. Thompson, shout out to Champ. Let's not... Let's... let's I think we wilding on this on this episode. <laughs> oh my. Hey, before before we go, how do we feel about the Celtics minimizing the Marcus Smart stuff? You have Jason Tatum coming out saying that it was nothing out of the ordinary, just talking about the game. Kimba said, "quote It was nothing." How do we feel I about mean, this? It's not it's not nothing, but it's not really something. I mean, this stuff happens in competitive environments. I, I've been in plenty of locker rooms where this happened. I'm sure all of us have seen teammates get into arguments. Um, I mean, I Draymond Green it. screamed at Steve Kerr at halftime, and I, you know, that worked out okay. So, right. I, I don't take. To, it's just a guy who's extremely competitive, being upset, feeling like maybe that uh, competitive uh, competition level wasn't matched by his teammates. Um, with that being said, these guys have been together for a long time, so I, I think they're going to be totally fine. I, again, I think they're going to come out game three, and we're not going to have any. Any uh, cowardly basketball being played? Yeah, they might kick their ass in Game Three for all we know. Yeah, like that's that might it might motivate them. Yeah, I, if it was a team where I worried about, if it was the Celtics last year, I would worry about that. Sure, right? Like I, I would worry about that more. I think this team, I think they're you know we obviously talk Heat culture because that's the that's their propaganda, but like I think the Celtics culture is is too strong for that to bother them. I guess like tomorrow it will be annoying for them to then have to answer questions about that again. Right, like that's mm-hmm. the a potential distraction, but it's more of an annoyance than like, oh, this is going to affect how they play. Like, I just I don't see I don't see it being a big deal unless they blow another big lead. Then you might see some stuff like in huddles and, and everything. But even then, right. that can, that can be motivating, right? Like that can be yeah, that yeah. can be not. I a big mean, deal. plenty plenty of teams come back o two. I mean, that's that's a yep. common occurrence. Not the, in the Celtics NBA though. The Celtics. Two and thirteen all time when they're down 0-2 in a playoff series. Ooh. Ooh. Saw that stat on the old TV <laughs> twenty-five minutes ago and just remembered it. <laughs> two and thirteen. I'm guessing those yeah. two were like well no, Bill Russell probably never went down 0-2, so that was, no, was probably no way. for the fifties or sixties, but no, he's always up like four oh. I think they did nothing but sweep. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, do we want to give early predictions for uh, for game three? <laughs> Man, the you know, uh, without without rewatching this game, uh, just my gut feeling, I, I think the blow up in the locker room helps them. They, again, very very close to winning both of these games for for Boston, so it's not like they're getting completely schooled. They tighten up the turnovers. I think the defensive intensity goes up. I think they beat Miami probably like double digits. Trey, mm, I'm gonna say. Close win, Boston. Schleck? Yeah, I'm go- I'm going Boston. I think if they can get Hayward back, I think just the talent boost alone, like you you eliminate the Ojale minutes, you eliminate just the thought of Romeo Langford on the on the floor. Uh, I think that helps. I think that's that's enough to get them over the hump for Game Three. I have heat culture coursing through my veins. This season. <laughs> I'm going the heat with another close win. I don't know if I believe it, but whatever. I'm no. not committed at this yeah. point. Ten yeah, one. Exactly. That's the easy move, man. It's the, the easy, easy move. move, right? And then it's like you know, if not, I'm. I'm oh well, whatever. 
you know, Boston caught him. It, it happens. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, you know, league wasn't going to let them go down 0-3. That, I'll play that card. Actually, that's, that's the move. That's, that's the, the move right there. Uh, early predictions for, for Nuggets-Lakers game one. I mean, I, I think the Nuggets, uh, they're pretty hot right now. Uh, LeBron and the Lakers have been sitting around. Mm. I think the Nuggets, Nuggets take game one. Ooh. Trey? Man, you know how LeBron rolled, man. <laughs> it's a research game for my boy. So Oh, it's a feel-out game. It's that's a right. feel-out game. You know how they do. They oh, lose the right. first one, and then they win yeah. in five. So you never know. But I'm going I'm to think, I'm, I'm think they're going to switch it up, and uh, the Lakers are going to get this one. Okay. Schleck? I think they're both going to try to lose because the Nuggets clearly have no interest <laughs> in winning true. at the beginning of series, right. uh, and neither I've, do the Lakers. I said it on and the so, radio, Schleck. I said the Lakers have to drop the first two games. They can't risk going up 3-1. No, can't do it. No, the Lakers it's too dangerous. To, the Lakers it. have to trick trick the uh, trick the Nuggets. Right. So, yeah. Oh man, it's the <laughs> most psychological warfare we've ever had in this series. <laughs> I'm going. It, I've got feel out game. It, I'm going Nuggets in game one. Yeah. I got. I got to say this. This playoff is a lot of fun. the The unpredictable nature has really. Uh, it's made it a lot more fun to watch for me. You know, I like not necessarily knowing who's going to do what from game to game because the shooting is so crazy. You know, it's it's uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. Oh, it's been awesome. It's been absolutely awesome. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. we got the Athletic NBA show, Nerdish Wrote, coming out on Friday. Dave, what are you guys talking about? Well, we're going to talk about culture. We're going to talk about chemistry. We preview Nuggets, Lakers, and... Uh, <laughs> This week's Is This a Thing is actually a thing that we saw tonight, actually. So, oh. Kind of funny. All right. There's a little tease. Also, fun point of contention that was out on Thursday for the Athletic NBA show. Check out No Dunks. Check out all the team-specific shows. Don't forget, follow on the app. Get notifications for new episodes. Use the comment section. Check out the instant react from the briefs and stuff that we're doing during the games. Seth and Dave did fun stuff tonight, so make sure you're checking that out during the games. And if you're not a member of the Athletic, you want to check all that stuff out. Athletic.com slash daily ding. It's $1 a month. Thanks for waking up with us or going to bed with us. Well, that's crazy. That's uncomfortable. But you know what I mean. Thanks for listening. Wear a mask. Be safe. And Trey, hit me with that sign off. Ding, ding. <laughs>